Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, we just honor your presence. We thank you, God. That was... We know you. We know that you love us. Father, we worship you in this place. God, we didn't come here just to play church. We came to just love you, to love one another. God, I do pray that everybody feels connected to family. I pray every person in this room knows that they belong in your family, that they're loved, they're cherished, that they have literal superpower in them. I just pray you bless the rest of the night in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. If you got a Bible, go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. And before I start, I just want to say I have a few of my water polo boys in the, in the room right here. Welcome. Um, uh, a few years ago, I stopped coaching. And, and I didn't think I was going to start coaching again. And then I found out that one of the boys that I had coached 12 years ago was now coaching a new team. And so I was talking to him and am I having feedback? Yeah. They're working on it. I'll keep talking. I got no problem with that. Um, so anyways, I was praying and I was talking and I was like, man, Lord, should I, should I help coach again? Because I always coached on the side of pastoring. And for me, pastoring is amazing because I get to hang out with all of you so much. Um, but coaching, I get to, it feels like uh, an outlet for me. It feels like I get to hang out with other people that I don't see. And I'm used to coaching at public schools where people grow up in all kinds of situations and many of whom are not Christian and don't know the Lord. Um, but I'm thankful this time, it's interesting, it's at a, a Lutheran school and these boys are amazing. They love Jesus. We pray together. I'm so just blessed to hang out with them every day for many hours. And even in like a handful of time, um, it's funny, you can be around a bunch of high school boys and there's always the trollers, the ones that love to just like mess with you. So I'm always getting poked on one side, looking over and there's no one there. Um, controlled, but I'm happy that they're here right now. You guys got a Bible? Ephesians chapter 3? Okay. We're going to read verse 14 to 21. <clears throat> For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church 
by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I was meditating on this verse, and, and I just was thinking, man, God, what is something that I need, what's something our family needs? And I just, over and over again, was hearing from the Lord, I really love you. <laughs> I really love you. And I believe God, oh my goodness, what's your name? Silvana, how are you? Are you from Nevada? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Good to see you. I preached in Nevada at a, at a conference uh, with a bunch of high schoolers. It was a high school, like, it was a private school, and it was all these high schoolers, and you were one of them. That was a few years ago. Wow. Hi. It's good to see you. Most preachers don't stop in the middle and start talking to people, but I don't care. Also, is Diana in the room? Diana? The, no? There you are. Are you feeling better? Oh, my God. Can I share what happened? Yeah? She can't, we, a few weeks ago, her back was hurting. And then we prayed for her back. And then, um, and then the next week she said, well, my upper back feels better. And she says, no, but now my lower back hurts. You remember that? Obviously you do. And then we sat, we were over there and then we, we were praying for her. And then uh, Yesenia came over and held your legs. And one of her legs was longer than the other one. You remember that? Of course you do. And, and then my daughter came over, and my daughter late got to be a part of it. And, um, and we prayed, and I was watching your leg grow out right there. Does your back feel better, your lower back? I remember your face. You looked at me like this. Like, complete shock. Isn't God amazing? It was such a wild miracle. She's from Egypt, too. How cool is that? How long are you here in this, in Southern California? Are you here like permanently or just? Okay, but you're from Egypt. Okay. Okay, back to the scripture. I just thought that was so awesome. I was telling some of these boys some stories and they were, some of them were trolling me because they're already starting to know my mannerisms and things I say. So they quote me and act like me. But, but we were talking and... They, they got hurt. A few of them got hurt. So I said, you want to hear a crazy story? So I told them, I told them a story about this, uh, this cutest little black kid at the skate park. And he was, he was in sixth grade or so. And he was missing a bone in his foot. And I remember we were all there preaching Jesus at the skate park to all the kids. And, and then uh, he had a walking problem. And all the kids knew it. And then we were talking about how Jesus is the only way to be saved. And that God really, 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 really loves them. And then we said, to show you, do any of you need prayer for anything? And some of the kids pointed out that this kid was missing a bone in his heel, his foot. And he had a walking problem. And we began to pray for him right there. And his face, just like Diana's face the other week, was like this. And I said, do you feel anything going on? He says, I feel a bone growing in my foot. And he began to walk and he was totally healed. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Wow. In the book of Joshua, by the way, Joshua, if you guys haven't read that book, 
It's a great book. It's wild. But Joshua's in the Old Testament. He was the leader after Moses. His name actually wasn't Joshua at first. His name was changed to Joshua by Moses. And Joshua is Jesus. It's the name Jesus. We say Jesus in English. Um, but his name was Yeshua. And, but it was changed to that to symbolize the leader who would come after Moses, that Moses brought the law, but there would be another to bring the people of God into the promised land. And his name was Yeshua. His name was Jesus. His name was Joshua. Isn't that cool? Um, but in Joshua, I was thinking about this verse 1.8. It says, you shall meditate. It's talking about the law that Moses had. You shall meditate upon it day and night, that you may have the understanding to do all the things written therein. Joshua was told in the Old Testament, you need to meditate on this law so that you can have understanding to do what it says. It's interesting that it's not just, it says what to do, just do it. But there was an understanding that God wanted them to have that actually causes people to have what we call obedience. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus, before he, resurrect, before he rose up into heaven, he was resurrected, before he rose up into heaven, said to his disciples, he said, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you to do. Teaching them to obey. Isn't that fun? You know, God doesn't just want to tell you, do this or do that. Did you know that there's a teaching, and it's, in, it's the gospel, guys. There's a teaching that actually brings something deep into your heart that causes you to live out something that's supernatural, that you wouldn't live out if you didn't understand it. Are we all following? God's not just sitting in heaven saying, don't lie. He's not just sitting in heaven saying that. God loves you so much that when you know his love, when you know his love, which we're going to read it again, surpasses all understanding, all knowledge. When you know this love, you're filled with the fullness of God. And then our, our lives aren't just, I know a bunch of Christian things and I call myself a Christian, but it's lived out literally how Jesus lived his life out. But Christianity is not, I just got to know every command he said and then try really hard. Christianity is God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Yes? And as we get to understand that in the light of Jesus, the Lord wants to connect with us in such a way that our inner man, our inner woman is strengthened, is brought alive, abundant life, that we can love the person next to us where in the world people are trying to be strong, mighty, they're quick to anger, outbursts of wrath, etc. 
we get to be people that are so confident in the love of God and we're transformed in his image that we're lowly, we're gentle, we're kind. Yeah? So I want to talk about the love of God a little bit. I'm going to read Ephesians one more time here, and then we're going to just go off. Paul's praying. He says, I bow my knees to the Father, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. We've all, we all have an inner man. The world, the world sees the outer man all the time, and some of us can be very good at putting on facades and masks. My life pre-Jesus was a big mask. I wore a mask all the time. I didn't have words for it. I didn't have a vocabulary for it. I remember when I was sitting with handcuffs on, I remember thinking, I'm, I was smiling on the outside to my friend, like this is so funny. And on the inside, I was terrified, feeling like, where's my life going? But in life, we can put on sods, right? But there's an inner man. There's, there's who we really are, no matter what people are seeing on the outside. And, and the Lord wants this person to be so alive that it's who's really living out fully this life. Are we following? Not the fake you, the real you that was made for connection with the living God, that was made for connection with other humans, to be loved and to love fully. Yay. It says, I pray that according to his riches and glory. Yes, God is so rich. You know how rich God is? It says, riches of his glory. You know, he's shining up in heaven. He's radiating a ton of colors. The Bible says he's shining emerald green, shining white. He's so bright that people can't even approach his presence. Imagine how much glory the Lord has. Why is the Lord glorious? The Lord's glorious because he's good. The Lord's glorious because he's good. Many of you know the passage, Moses is coming up on the mountain and he's going to hang out with God Almighty and he actually gets to see God. Who's he seeing? He's seeing the image of God. Who's the image of God? Jesus. And Moses is up there on the mountain and he says, he says Lord, show me your glory. And what does God say? We know this. He says, I will let my goodness pass before you. The riches of his glory... Do you know how much goodness God has? Do you know how good he is? He's not a poor man with his goodness. He's got so much goodness for you. If it was put in money, this world would not contain it. The world would start floating downwards or something. I don't know what would happen to it. He's got so much goodness for you. That's his richness of his glory. That's why the Lord's glorious. That's why he shines so much, because he's so good. He's so good. We read half a sentence. <laughs> that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. 
The Lord isn't as concerned with what the world sees about you. He's concerned with this. He's concerned with who you are on the inside. He sees you. He sees you. He's the one, he's the one person none of us could fake out. He sees all of you. And he wants to, he wants to give you strength. He wants to give you strength. You were made to have the strength of God in your inner being. Humans can feel weak, so weak, a lot of times, because you were made for his strength on the inside. He created you that way. He created you. The way that you get strong is in connection to the living God. That's why humans so often feel weak. We feel weak when we're not connecting because you were made to get strength that way. Do we understand? And God, phrase it this way, in the Bible, the apostles would be in jail. And where on the outside they looked weak, they're in chains. And we know the stories. They just started singing songs. What weirdos. They're in jail. And they're so filled with joy. Other ones got beat. And what did they do? It says they went away leaping for joy. That they were able to suffer the sufferings of Christ. Isn't that wild? They were so strong on the inside with connection that they operated a completely different way than the world operates. It's supernatural. The formation of a Christian is not like the world forms. The world forms by do this, do that, learn to be like me, learn to do this, this. The formation of Christ is transformation. It's metamorphosis. It's, it's, like a, it's like a caterpillar to a butterfly, which we've talked about. It's miraculous. And it happens from the inside out through connection with the living God. I pray that God, in the, riches, in the richness of his glory, would strengthen you in his inner man. Now, how does he strengthen you? How does God strengthen you in your inner man? Let's keep reading. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge. How are you strengthened in your inner man? When you know something that passes all knowledge, and what is that thing? That God loves you. Yeah. When you know God likes you, and he's crazy about you, he loves you, he's got a destiny for you, you know how much hope you get in your life? It ain't nothing going to stop you. Let the storms come. God loves me. God loves me. God loves you. How do I know that God loves me? The Bible says that God showed his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, sinners Christ, 
Christ died for us. God showed his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, while we were, by the way, past tense, while we were past tense sinners, Jesus died for the ungodly. God didn't love you on your best day. He loved you every day. He loved you just as much on your worst day. And if you knew the richness of that goodness, if you knew the richness and how much love he has for you, it passes knowledge. You couldn't even find the length of it. I love, I always imagine the cross when I read that passage, by the way. The length, the height, the depth, the width of the love of God for you. But it passes all knowledge. You could talk about it. You could think about it. You can have a grasp on it. I can't even preach to you something. I could give you a gift and I can give you a cup or I can give you a pen. I can give you money. I could give you a car. But there's something supernatural about understanding something that goes past all knowledge. God wants to strengthen you on your inner man to give you a revelation of something that passes all knowledge. He loves you that much, you can't even find the end of it. You'll never run the opposite direction like Jonah and outrun his love for you. He loves you. He made you because he loves you. And he wants to hang out with you. And he wants to connect with you. And he wants to touch your heart. Yeah. He wants to transform us. To know the love of Christ, verse 19, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. There's a direct correlation with knowing God's love for you personally and being filled with the presence of the living God. When it says filled with the fullness, we have to understand that as overflowing with the presence. Many of you have probably seen the analogies. I wish I was better at analogies and bringing sermon props. I, I, gotta, I, I gotta step up my game. I'm even like bad with like, Joel Olsen always starts with like a, a, like a joke and I think I did that once and then, and then I won't say his name but, but many of you know it because it happened at church and I, and I said, I'm gonna start today with a joke because I never do and then someone said, from the back they said, your jacket's a joke and I was wearing a jacket. <laughs> There's trolls everywhere. Uh, He's one of my best friends. He was trolling me. Good trolls. Um, I don't know why I said that. I'm not saying that because I was hurt by it. I'm just saying. So I, was, I, I actually thought it was funny. I think some of the people in the church were like, oh my God, did someone just say that? But we were very close and we actually were laughing about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but some of you have seen the analogy where they have a cup and then they, they fill it with water. 
and the cup fills to the top and the question is presented, is the cup full? And the answer would be no, because there could be a little bit more to really fill the cup. But the point when the cup is truly full, it begins to overflow. God doesn't want to just fill your cup, as we've heard it said, to become like a lake, but to be like a river. Jesus says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and rivers of living water shall flow from your innermost being. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and rivers of living water shall flow from your innermost being. When you know the love of God for you, he strengthens you. He strengthens you. He likes you. He loves you. He's got more thoughts about you than the sands of the sea. He's got thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. He cares about you. He intricately made you. Before creation was, he thought of you. He had you in mind. And he has his destiny and plan for you. And it's through connection with him. It's through Jesus. As we know the love of God, the Bible says he fills us with the fullness of him. God wants to, he wants you to know his love so much that it impacts you so much that you become love to all the people around you. And it's not rooted out of our own righteousness or our own ability to be love or our own goodness. For Jesus said, there is one good and that is God. Goodness of God, the glory of God, that he loves you. He wants that to impact your innermost being so much that when you're at your house with your family, when you're at your school, when you're at your work, when things all around might be a storm or frustrations or whatever, that there is such a deep well connection with the love of God that he has for you. It doesn't matter what is going on around you. You are a river to those people. We were at uh, the leader meeting this last week at Jesse's house, which they're always the best at hosting the leaders and everything. And um, I was walking around and I just kept thinking about hosting the presence of God. Hosting the presence of God. Each of us, if you don't know Christ, there's, there's a conversation I also would say, but for us that know the Lord right now, that believe in him, received his Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you. God loves you because he loves you because he loves you and he wants you to know that. He wants to connect with you. He wants you to feel strengthened in your inner person. No matter how you feel right now, I want you to know God wants you strong right here. 
God doesn't have a season for you to be weak here. Otherwise, Paul's sinning by praying this, by the way. Strengthened in your inner man. There's not a season that God doesn't want you to know that he loves you. He doesn't have a season planned out for you in the future that he's like, in this season, I got a plan that I just don't want him to know my love for him. He says, I pray that you would be able to comprehend with all the saints the length, height, depth, and width of the knowledge of God. This revelation isn't just for some. I pray that you, with all the saints, everyone would know this and be filled, overflowing with his love. We can't, we can't just be, which this room is filled with the most radically loving people Honestly, I'm blown away. Even the first time when we first merged, I was always like, man, there's just so many giants. So many giants. God-loving, God-fearing, honoring, gentle, kind people I've ever met in my life. I'm just like, wow. Some, um, I'm even thinking of some that have moved away or left. I'm like, it doesn't matter if they're here right now or gone or everybody. I'm just like overwhelmed with how amazing people are. And I know that the richness of God's connection with each of you is so deep. It's so deep. And you all already know it's not just for this house. God wants to fill our homes so much that our bickering turns into forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That our bitterness turns into mercy. That our anger turns into love. That our neighborhoods, our neighbors get to meet us. I hear stories from Pastor Penny all the time. That lady does not stop loving people. <laughs> It is amazing. <laughs> Our workplaces. God, God loves every single human. It doesn't matter who they are or what they've done. He has, they might not be walking in their purpose. They might not be walking in connection with him. But God loves them. And they might be acting like the devil. But God wants to kick the devil's face out of their life. They are not the devil. There are people out there that will act like the devil. They're not the devil. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, dominions in the heavenly realms. I love, um, I forget which pastor was that said it, but I love this quote, that this this season, this part of history is stage one of the judgment of the devil. The Lord's coming. He's going to cast him into hell. Last time I preached this, by the way, someone started manifesting a demon in the back of the room. Raise your hand if you're, there's a few people there. Um, <laughs> um, 
It was years, years ago. It was like 10 years ago. And, um, and I just remember the house was filled. We had like, I mean, it was packed. You were there? There was a handful of people. You were there back there? The people were there. And, um, and I started talking about how the devil's judged, but God loves people. And this girl in the back starts breathing really heavy, and she's having this moment. And I said, I said, are, are you okay? And, and then uh, they're like, some of her friends are, oh, it, it kind of happens sometimes, you know. And I said, oh, and, and we're talking. And I, so I just kept trying to preach, and the breathing got louder. And I said, you know, I can't handle this anymore because I'm trying to talk, so let's just do this right now. Everybody stretch your hand towards this person, and let's pray for them. So everybody in the room, there was like, it's like 70 people, right? And they all go like this. Like, the moment they stretch out their hand, and all of a sudden it goes, like crazy, you know? And I was like, oh man, this is wild. So then I walked back there and ministered to this girl. She's not the devil. I walked back and I began to minister to her. And in private, no one was listening to us. Literally paused. They, they started playing music, I think. I think we started, I just said, start worshiping. I walked back there. I stopped the whole sermon. I walked away. I just walked away. And I went and sat next to her. And, and all of a sudden, I asked her, I said, when did this start? And she confessed to me privately an issue that had happened when she was younger. And that's when it had started. So we went through forgiveness. And we went through deliverance right there. Come on. God wants to kick the devil in the face. And when people, when people are acting like the devil, although she wasn't, she was just being hurt. She looked like a victim in that moment. But some people are like acting like partners. Partners in crime. I used to be one. I used to be one. Hardcore. But acting like partners in crime. But God loved me. And where I probably annoyed a lot of people, I didn't annoy God. <laughs> I was sitting there like, man, my life's horrible. And I heard, the, I heard the voice of the Lord. I had no theology for it. No one ever told me what I can or cannot experience. But I heard God say, Micah, I love you. I love you. And I believed in him. I did believe in him. I just had no clue what was going on. I did believe in him. He says, Micah, I love you. You're not going to hell. Because I felt, I believed with my whole heart, if anyone deserves hell, it's me. But God showed me his grace. It had nothing to do with what I've done. I got fully delivered. Fully delivered. When you believe in Jesus, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through in this moment, if you believe in Jesus, you were transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, of his glory, of his goodness. So walk as children of the light. There is so much love in you, you might not even know it. Jesus says, you could be transferred into the kingdom of light, but then what we could do is we can put a a basket over our light. We can hide our light. The devil can lie to you and tell you that you're still your old person. 
So the message I just want to say right now is, number one, God really, really loves you. Number two, you are a new creation. You are not your old person if you believe in Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus, you need to be baptized and receive the Lord. You need to get dunked in the water and you need to say sayonara to your old man because that man is already dead, so let him be dead. Come up into the resurrection of Christ and live a new life, an abundant life, in connection with the God who created you, who loves you, and wasn't looking for you to do anything in any way, but offered you his love, free of charge, not based off of what you've done, but simply because he loves you. So again, I want you to know that God loves you too. If you believe in him, you're a new creation. And the last thing I want to say is, live it out. I find these, I'm going to end with this. I find these last verses, he prays and says, he says, I pray that you would know the love of God to be filled with the fullness of him. And I'm going to end with this. Right after that, he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Thanks. Can we get the worship team up here? I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. By the way, Paul was in prison when he was writing this, talking about the love of God, strengthening their inner man. The prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of your calling from which you were called with all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Guys, love binds all things together. And I, wanna, I want to also encourage you, just as Paul did, says lowliness. Usually we use the word humility or humble. I always hear Heidi Baker, some of you might know her, Heidi Baker in my ear, go lower. Go low, go slow. Humility. It doesn't, humility is not a weakness, it's a super strength. Because when you're weak, he is strong. When you don't rely on your own strength, your own strength will fail. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk and not grow weary. They shall run and not faint. All right, I'm gonna pray for you. Father, I just love you so much. I just pray that we're all this week overwhelmed by your love for us. God, I love every single person in this room and I pray that they would know that they're so deeply loved by you. Lord, I pray that we would know your love. Lord, I pray that your love would just wreck us this week. I pray that, that you would just be screaming it from the mountaintops. I pray for random people to be walking by this week talking about the love of God. And I pray that you would overwhelm us, us so much that we become that random person to other people. <laughs> In Jesus' name. I love you guys.